0: Welcome to the Let's Talk International Education podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Benny, founder of Top Scores. We're here for you, whether you're a parent, grandparent, a teacher. As long as you're interested in education, you're in the right place. We work hard to bring relevant, up-to-date, and possibly controversial information on all things related to education. In this first season, we've invited education leaders from around the world, as well as parents just like you and I. We're pleased you found us. Don't forget to subscribe. And here's today's episode. So I'm delighted this morning because I am still in the UK, as is my guest speaker today, Raf Garcia. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning. How are you getting on? What a glorious! I mean, it's so nice this morning. I've actually had to close the blinds here in London. What more can we ask for?
0: Super sunny in the UK, and we are here to talk to the Hong Kong parents, uh, predominantly, about UK schools. Um, so. Just to explain, Raph is the Director of UK Education Guide, and we're now collaborating to work with Hong Kong families to place them in top schools in the UK. So I'm going to pick your brains this morning, Raph. Wonderful. Um, and
1: I'm sure I will pick yours likewise.
0: (laughs) So we are going to cover, if we have time, we're going to speak for about 10 to 15 minutes. If you have questions, please pop your questions in the comments and we'll try to get to them. Um, Three top tips for parents considering a school in the UK. And um, it has to be said that we don't always follow the crowd and do things exactly in the same way as as lots of other guide, you know, advisors that, that do. So your first tip, Raf, is put your child first in the process.
1: Absolutely, Ruth. I mean, for us, it's so important to actually start from that as an absolute baseline and really understand kind of what the needs of your child are. I think so often we can all have aspirations for our children that uh, they want them to go here or this school is, is absolutely right for them. But actually thinking, what's the school that's going to enable them to flourish? Are they slightly more academic in the beginning of their journey or do they, or are they slightly more the right side of their brain is, is a little bit more active? Do they need a school that's going to have a little bit more pastoral support? Are they really sporty? Because what you'll find with most of the top schools in the UK is that the academic pedigree, the academic results, They will be delivered. So for us, what myself and Ruth are really working on with the families is what is the whole wraparound package that ensures not only that the student gets the the most high quality experience and outcomes, but also those parents get a real return on investment because they will be stumping up quite quite a significant amount of money. So for us, it's about managing all of those variables and giving that young individual the highest probability of success.
0: Yes. And I think let's put that into the context of Hong Kong because, you know, Hong Kong schools, to be honest, there are 70 something schools that our clients generally, well, they don't know that there are 70 something schools because our clients are generally considering about 10 of them. So it's a very, very small selection. And when it comes to the UK, there is a tendency to also consider the same 10 or 12 that Everybody else also considers. Now there may be good reason why those ten or twelve or twenty schools are kind of top of the list, but what we're saying is keep an open mind and and think maybe a little bit broader because there are over two and a half thousand independent schools in the UK. They're not all probably worth considering. And so once you start to you know apply your filters, but. The point being is there's so much more choice. And your point, we were talking to a client the other day, weren't we, Raph, where they were talking about the academics in UK schools. And I can't remember the phrase that we were talking about, but something about it's just in the DNA of the school, that academics, they're just in the DNA. So I feel like parents shouldn't worry too much about the academics and assume that they're solid and that's a standard offering. And then it's everything else, as you say.
1: Absolutely. And I think one of the key points in terms of how you Put your child first in the process is be, as you say, open to all the schools, but be a bit open in terms of geography as well. I think so often we can get bogged down with kind of we need to be within sort of an hour, an hour and a half of London. But there is yeah. such a broad variety of schools across the UK. So, as you say, well over 2000 schools, schools in the independent schools in the country. Um, and over sort of four or five hundred of those are boarding school association accredited. So that kind of not saying that narrows your list down a little bit, but it gives you a, almost a shorter yep. list to go from, from there. But what yep. we like to do and what we've been working on is is trying to throw some schools in there that might be a little bit more outside the box, that might give your young individual, your child some slightly different experiences. What schools going to open the door to give them some leadership opportunities? Have they had an interest in outdoor adventurous activities? I know in Hong Kong at the moment, things have been incredibly challenging over the last 24 months. And actually having the opportunities to maybe be in Wales. I know that sounds like a real kind of a little bit out there, a bit different, but there are some absolutely incredible schools, both in in Wales and north of England and and, and Scotland as well, that provide a a wraparound experience um, Mm. that you just can't imagine. So what we try and do is give parents the the opportunity and the expertise to be able to make really well-informed decisions about what institution is going to be right for that young individual at this point in time. Because as Ruth quite rightly points out, the trajectory to whether it be Oxbridge or a top university or a or a really high quality apprenticeship, whatever that, that kind of journey may be, these schools will have the academic prowess to deliver that. For us, Most it's actually what are, what are the ancillary services and support packages that they provide that will yeah. ensure that your young individual succeeds?
0: Mm. So we could go on and on and on, but we we are limited in time. So so just to recap, so put your child first and try to eliminate some of the biases or the default choices that might seem obvious and think a little bit more broadly and yeah that's in a nutshell right absolutely absolutely your second tip Raph be honest about your child so I think here we are coming back to the academic piece aren't we
1: absolutely it's it's actually it's arguably it's one of the, the, the hardest things to do because we all have aspirations for, for our children and we all we all kind of know what we want them to achieve and actually know what they can achieve Um, But what we like to do, this is why we're really keen on, on meeting the young individuals, having conversations with them, prepping them for interviews, understanding the way that they see the world, because it is part of the academic, but it's actually more broader than that. And being honest about where their strengths lie, often with international families, it is around the academics and saying where are they now? Um, but that's not to say that their trajectory cannot take them in the direction that they can be a, a superstar in mathematics, even if that wasn't the, the place in which they started the journey. So for us, we always like to be as honest as we can with the parents. And and what we find is because we always are, are 100% transparent and really we're open with our thoughts, we find that the parents are able to do the same. And um, so it's actually a really enjoyable process where we kind of go on the journey of exploration. Obviously, the parents know the child much better than we're going to know the child. This is just the reality. So we really embrace the opportunity and spend lots of time with both the parents and the young individuals to try and um, to really work out what, what does that package look like? But absolutely, Ruth, be really honest about your child.
0: And also, you know, going back to putting your child in the process. So we are talking about children who are at least 11 years old. So it's different when we talk about a three or a four year old. So we do meet that child without the parents. So, you know, with their permission. So we do get to speak with them directly and with the parents, multiple parents times and then talk to the schools that they might be interested to try and identify that fit. And then, as you say, we have to be honest with What's um, do you have any sort of anecdotes um, where you know you having to give some parents the um, some tough love?
1: I mean, this happens quite often because I mean, obviously, at UK education and um, well, and equally as we're working our partnership, we are supporting individuals also into university level. So actually, mm-hmm. in a strange way, we we often actually get more have more conversations with young individuals and even the parents looking to transition to higher education, where they because actually the beauty of them being so young in terms of applying for boarding schools, they have a lot of options and actually their personality can really ring through and they might not have had that much formal testing. So if they're a really exceptional young individual there, they're a great communicator, they're passionate, they've done some extracurricular activities, lots of schools are on the table as long as you've come to us early enough. So I think this is the key, is that for the boarding schools, um, if you come in early enough, you'll be sorted. We tend to give more tough love in terms of university applications where that that young individual might be 16, 17. They might not have performed particularly well. And the family is saying, Okay, we, we really want to get them into Oxbridge. So, again, this could be possible. You could get loads of tutoring. You could develop them. You could really dive in deep on that but actually that young individual has a a real passion for something else and and they might develop those academic traits or, or those who slightly later on actually maybe while they're doing their degree maybe they could do a master's program at an oxbridge institution but maybe not their bachelor's and um, this does happen. I mean, a, a good example was with a number of fa- a number of Latin American families we've worked with um, in terms of getting their young individuals into top boarding schools in the UK. Um, but obviously we have the conversation with them. What we find is families come to us with that list of 10. And then we Ooh. talk to them about the list of 10. And when they understand that that very traditional list of 10 institutions what it offers and how it's different from some of the other ones they're always the first people to point out actually that might not be right for for our child at this moment
0: it's very much a journey of discovery isn't it so this is not a, a science there's no and there's and whilst we do some work with some sort of checklist we don't necessarily follow them um sequentially so it, it's very much It's fine. Parents often do come with, you know, a little bit more of a fixed idea of what they want. But then that's our job to work with them, gain their trust um, so we can take them on this journey to open up their eyes to different possibilities and to be honest about about their child. I mean, you know, speaking as a parent myself. Yeah, you're only doing your child a disservice if you are not completely honest about your child's abilities, interests, strengths, weaknesses, et cetera, et cetera. So we could go on, (laughs) but let's move on. Thanks, Raf. So the last top tip is to look at the school's ethos as well as its academic results. And I would add here, Raf, as well, as well as its brand. So try to separate the academic results and the brand from its ethos what what do you mean by ethos
1: well firstly i couldn't agree with you more in terms of separating those two two things because often they're they're not always related so in terms of understanding a mission statement it and sort of ethos is is really getting to grips for what that school stands for where's their north star where are they trying to go how are they trying to to build develop mold nurture those young individuals And normally through that mission statement, through that ethos, on that similar page, they'll talk about their pedagogic approach. This obviously being key in how they deliver their learning and teaching. But Mm. for us, the mission is always a really great place to start because in the sector, obviously, you've got many head teachers, many different approaches to to learning and teaching. And by just having a real read of the mission statement, you can get in a few lines an understanding of what that school is trying to do and how it's trying to build those young individuals. And um, so, so for us, that's our take on it. And it's often a really, really great place to start. So a mission statement from a, a faith, a, a traditionally state, uh, faith school might be slightly different from a more modern school. So, I mean, it, it's fascinating. What's been your experiences, Ruth, in terms of, of understanding these kind of mission statements uh, in schools in Hong Kong?
0: Well, it's difficult because we work with schools on the marketing as well. And it's it's so, so difficult to stand out and differentiate. So I was actually going to throw that back at you, um, Raf, and say, well, because a lot of these mission and vision statements and the websites, they all look so amazingly fantastic. A, lo- a lot of them all look the same as well, which is which is a shame because we know they use the same vendors to, to provide the service. But I think that parents often would benefit from a little bit of interpretation because it is so slick and it, it it's a marketing victory for a lot of the schools but is that really you know we need to scratch beneath the surface a little bit we need to interpret and be able to be able I think the difficulty even for for myself and for yourself is is really to be able to interpret the difference so you have to visit the school which has been difficult over the last couple of years but yeah, it's a tricky one. But yes, again, I think the general gist of our conversation this morning, isn't it, is go deep, you know, take Absolutely. a deep dive. This is such an important decision that you're making for your children. And can I bring something up that we often talk about? If you're putting your child into year nine you are hopefully thinking about that child graduating at the same school in year 13. Hopefully, not always, there's always exceptions, but there are definitely some, there's a school of thought out there, which is, we'll switch the child again for A-levels for 12 and 13. And there might be some reasons why behind that. But generally, again, speaking as a parent, as an advisor, you generally want them to be consistent throughout the senior school. And I lost my thread there. But go deep. It's such an important decision, and we're here to help. So, I think that's all we have time for today. We will do this again because it's been super fun. Thank you for watching. And if you do have questions later on, pop them in the comments and we will definitely get to them. This is Tuesday Talk. I've been Ruth Benny from Top Schools with my guest, uh, Raf Garcia, and we'll be back again on another Tuesday very soon. Thanks for watching. Have a Thank great you. evening. Thanks, Raf. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the Hong Kong education system and parenting and education news and trends, check out our back catalogue, all available to download for free. You can also head over to our YouTube, Facebook or website for lots of free useful information for parents and educators. Links in the show notes. Until next time.